Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. FS member company. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning. Glad to be along with you, fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke. Boy, this weather is going to keep us cold this week. Snow is going to end this morning, but we're not going to top out much more than 24 degrees. Overnight lows down to the single digits. Same thing for tomorrow. Sunshine but cold. 20, the expected high on Tuesday, with overnight lows down to maybe 9 degrees. We bounce up a little bit come midweek. We'll find out more about that when Stumacher Ag Meteorologist joins us in about 15 minutes. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Wisconsin's Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. Focus on the future. Farm First represents dairy farmers in the halls of Congress and provides test verification, disaster assistance, and youth scholarship benefits. Farm First Dairy Cooperative. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter. Well, anybody who's anybody spent yesterday celebrating the Marine Corps birthday. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Proud Marine Corps veteran. I'm not a farmer anymore. But Reba, there are veterans out there who are farmers. And you're going to tell us, you said, about a coalition dealing with farmers and veterans. That's right, Scott. This is Reba McClone at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And we want to start off by saying thank you and thank you to all of our veterans who have served. And I was able to catch up with the founder of the Farmer Veteran Coalition, which brings veterans the opportunity to start their own farm, get into farming by working on another farm. And not only was I able to talk to the founder, I was able to talk to one of the veterans who's involved in the organization as well. So it was a really neat experience, and I think this is a really great organization that allows two groups that have done so much to come together. Even when facing such difficult times, the act of farming can be very therapeutic. There's something cathartic about being able to go out into a field and see the progress that you've made throughout a year or in the spring when the first calf drops for the year. And these healing experiences are being used to help farmers. I was able to talk with Michael O'Gorman, the founder of the Farmer Veteran Coalition, about what this organization is all about. I've never heard of the Farmer Veteran Coalition. Can you explain to me what it is? The mission of the Farmer Veteran Coalition is mobilizing veterans to feed America. And essentially, we're the... Uh, we're there to support the men and women that are coming out of our military that are interested in careers in agriculture, returning to their family farms, or starting a farm operation. How did you get the idea to start an organization like this? Uh, I had no military background, but I had spent 40 years in agriculture, and um, 
first-generation farmer, but I'd gone on to run some of the um, nation's largest organic vegetable operations. On uh, 9-11, my oldest daughter was at Ground Zero. She had worked. She was working across the street and was literally crossing the street when the plane hit. My son um, joined the military uh, some days after that, and and uh, when I left the last farm I had been managing production for, I, they basically didn't want me to go compete with them. They offered me a non-compete. I came back and said, what if I start a non-profit? And they said, that'd be great. So I thought this would be something I might do for a few years and find a half dozen veterans but now we have a network of 17,000 men and women across the country. What are kind of some of the emotions and reactions you get, not only from veterans, but from their families as well? Well, our very first meeting um, was at a friend's farm because I said, let's have a meeting with some of us that are farming. I was still actively farming, and... um, I uh, said, we could use your farm. It's a beautiful place right near the Pacific Ocean. It's organic, large, California's largest organic strawberry farm. And um, we put an announcement in the paper, and we got about eight farmers came to it to talk about creating jobs on their farms. Three women showed up who had all lost their sons in the previous year in Iraq or Afghanistan. And they came separately. They just saw the announcement. And that was the first time where I realized that this idea is really has... You know, there's something healing about the idea and the country is something unifying and something everybody could get behind. And uh, it's just been that way since, you know, the first 200 people I told about the idea all stopped and said, wow, how come nobody thought of that? And it's just such a natural, wonderful thing. Is it just for farmers who want to get into vegetable and fruit production? Can those who are interested in dairy or crop production get into it as well? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, my background was in vegetable production, and so I always tell the funny story. The first time I, uh, we have a small grants program, and we've given out a few million dollars, or we've made a few million dollars in purchases for for veterans that um, uh, that are starting out in the early years of their farm business. And the first veteran said, "Well, I want to buy some heifers," and I turned to someone and I said. What's a heifer? I just didn't know about animal production, but I would say we have uh, quite a bit more uh, animal producers and um, vegetable producers and row crops together. Um, I know we did some recent demographics, and in, um, we're having a conference uh, this fall in Texas. We have 1,500 members in Texas, but we had um, 250 of our members with cattle in Texas. So I think. Uh, uh, and we we have some good partners in the uh, dairy industry. We're here to help agriculture as much as we are to help the veterans. That's kind of been our secret of the what really everyone says. Oh, this must be so healing, and really the healing is that it's an all the post 9/11. It's, it's all volunteers. It's a real purpose-driven group of men and women, and uh, a lot of what gets mixed up with PTSD and trauma from war is often just. You know, will I ever find something that meaningful again? And uh, we're finding that people find that in agriculture. When you talk about some of the resources that you have available for people in the funding, what, where do people find those resources and what are those resources that you offer? Well, the, uh, uh, particularly a veteran or a family of a veteran uh, that's interested should check our website out. It's uh, the Farmer Veteran Coalition. And it's www.farmvetco.com 
farmvetco.org, Farm Vetco is just short for Farmer Veteran Coalition, and you can see our projects there. So we have the, the, the small grants program, we call that our fellowship fund. Kubota Tractor gives out five tractors a year to our members, that's really a generous uh, support. Um, tractor Supply gives 50 $1,000 gift certificates, uh, other foundations give us money where we can help purchase things. We have a label called Homegrown by Heroes. It's used by uh, about 2,000 farmers and ranchers around the country. As long as you're, um, the veteran is 50% owner and operator of the farm or ranch, then they could use that. It particularly helps people that they do direct marketing or uh, uh, farmers markets or sell, you know, the... You know, just there's a lot of efforts. A lot of people get a little extra boost in the market when they could advertise about themselves and their story. So, so people love using that label. And then we have events to bring our members together. Our most common addresses in our database are Rural Route and County Road, and they're all over the country. And so, any chance that we can get and bring uh, these men and women together to meet each other learn from each other, build uh, peer support, make friends, and uh, it's just really grown our network that way. That was Michael O'Gorman, the founder of the Farmer Veteran Coalition, and he wasn't the only person that I was able to talk with. I also got to talk to one of the veterans who's in the organization. My name is Kane Sherwood. Uh, I'm from Illinois. Uh, we have a 300-acre organic farm there that we farm on, and I'm actually the uh, chapter president for the state chapter as of right now. How did you find the Farmer Veteran Coalition? So I ran into Michael at the uh, Moses Conference in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, I asked him how I could help. Uh, the farm that I'm on is Two Mile Creek Organic Farms. We're located in Sullivan, Illinois. Um, so I was wanted to see how I could help veterans, and Illinois didn't have a state chapter going. So later on, after talking, uh, he asked me if I'd be interested in kind of getting the state motivated in the right direction. And since then, that's been about two years, and just kind of took off. Within the organization, how has it impacted you directly? Uh, for me, uh, seeing veterans succeed in agriculture, uh, seeing some of their stories. Uh, we've had service members come back, double, double amputations, you know, that didn't have quite have a purpose. And uh, now that they're in agriculture, it gives them a purpose. They have a, a sense of, uh, well, they have a sense of purpose. They're driven. Um, and seeing them succeed in, in something that they're really passionate about, it's, it's rewarding in itself. Have you seen impacts on families of those who've gotten involved? Yeah, uh, I've seen it quite a bit. I, I mean, I've seen it myself. Um, just giving you a purpose and working with your hands and seeing your hard work and labor uh, come full, you know, full tilt, I guess, at the end of the season. You're able to reward with your crops. Uh, it's self-rewarding. And now, you know, you go from serving your country and now you're serving your community. Um, it, and it is. It's very rewarding uh to the individuals, I believe, in a way. What's one of the most impactful stories you've seen or heard of? Uh, well, Mike Reynolds from Georgia, uh, he's a he's a member here at the Farmer Veteran Coalition. Just, uh, you know, he had a really bit, had a TBI experience, traumatic brain injury, and just how he bounced back, and now with his role in agriculture, he, he has livestock, he has, you know, uh, row crops, uh, and he said, you know, he didn't really have much of a purpose once he got back, and everybody looked at him as a disabled veteran. You know, and now he's, he's now he's a farmer. He's not just labeled as a disabled veteran. Uh, so it gives him a purpose and a driven path. And just to hear him talk and his stories, he's hilarious. He's a, one of the funniest individuals I've met. But his passion for agriculture in this organization is amazing. 
And do you see, do, do you find that sense of camaraderie? I've heard that's one of the hardest things to find when leaving the military is that sense of camaraderie that you have. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just t- talking to Michael about it. Um, Matt, a uh, farmer from Ohio, uh, he was a uh, special forces guy, uh, what he does on his farm. Mark Bowen from Vermont, uh, Charlie Jordan from Tennessee. I mean, just all over the U.S., you know, we stay in contact. Uh, this year we're having a national conference down in uh, Austin, Texas in November. And, you know, we just we just pick up, you know, our friendships are just, it's, yes, the camaraderie is amazing. That was Kanan Sherwood, one of the veterans involved in the Farmer Veteran Coalition. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odana Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com. After the problems this year, no one has to be reminded of how cruel nature can be. I'm Shannon Latham. Come drought, hail, or high water, if you plant the minimum product required, you're fully protected by Latham Seeds Replant Program. 75 bags of Latham brand corn or a 36-bag increase gets you 100% replant. And 200 units of Latham soybeans treated with Soy Shield Plus earns the same. Let's hope not, but just in case, go to LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Gear up for fall with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We have everything you need to keep your animals fed and dry over the winter months. Like 50-pound bags of Agrimaster IPA3 non-medicated calf milk replacer. It's formulated to help promote a healthy immune system. On sale, $59.99. Save on 50-pound bags of Agrimaster Senior Horse Feed. Just $13.99. Rewards members pay $12.59. Stock up on Stanley products. They're $2 off. Take $10 off JT Horse Blankets, available in a variety of colors and sizes. And get 2.8 cubic feet of premium Guardian Horse Stall Bedding in one compact, easy-to-use bag. Priced at $4.59. Or pick up a bag of pine pellets. They're super absorbent for easy cleanup. On sale, $5.49. Save on the brands you love. And now with Blaine's Loyalty Rewards Program, earn points and save even more. Find values like these and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Still family-owned since 1955. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 520 now as we get rolling on a crisp and cold start to a Monday. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Buddy, these temperatures have got to be setting some kind of new records for overnight lows at least this early in November. It sure seems that way, Pam, but we're not quite there yet. We have to drop down towards single digits. That most likely is something we see around here tonight. We may be talking about record lows tomorrow morning as those nighttime low temperatures will drop down into the single digits, at least for the most part above zero in the southern half of Wisconsin. Further north could be a whole different story. Just like the snow that moved on through, more accumulation in southern Wisconsin late in the night and early here in the morning. All of this snow is ending. Low pressure in the frontal boundary pulling away from us, way off to our east and southeast. As it 
moves away, high pressure will try to wedge on in. That's why I expect a little more clearing of the skyline. Call it partly cloudy. Could be more sunshine further north and west already today, but then clear and colder overnight. Sunny and colder for Tuesday. Certainly not what we expect or had been hoping to see as we make our way toward the mid part of November. Now I do expect another small low zips in pretty quickly out of the northwest. On toward Wednesday afternoon or overnight, a little more light snow may be developing around here, but the temperatures will begin to moderate with the approach of that system. The better news is on toward Thursday, Friday, and the weekend, at least we head back into the lower mid-30s. Still not quite normal. We should be in the mid-40s by that time, but at least we'll be heading in the right direction. But we have to wait until mid and later part of the week before that more mild air is going to develop. I'll have forecast details right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you and wishing you a safe and bountiful harvest. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Wisconsin's Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. And by your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam at FabulousFarmBabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter. Snow will end in southern Wisconsin, and I expect we get more of a break. More sunshine further west and north. Partly cloudy skies further south. We'll be in the mid-20s, if you will, low to mid-20s. The northwest winds at 5 to 15. Clear overnight. There's where a record could be seen. Single digits. Northwest winds at 5 to 15. Mostly sunny tomorrow. Struggling to be around 20 with the northwest wind at 5 to 10, becoming west later in the day. And by Wednesday, cloudy skies, light snow in the afternoon almost anywhere in the southern half of the state. But mid-20s for highs on Wednesday, south winds at 5 to 15. So be ready, the cold ones tonight, Pam. And then I expect we are going to see at least some moderation as we move on toward later in the week. That should seem like a real nice improvement after what we see tonight and even on into tomorrow. All right, everything we need in a very short period of time. Thanks, Stu, for the details. It's coming up on 525. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai tankless water heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
Madison Area Crime Stoppers and the ATF, in conjunction with the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Office of the State Fire Marshal, and Madison Police and Fire Departments, announce a reward of up to $5,000 for information that leads to the arrest and prosecution of those responsible for the October 17th arson at the Madison Mallards Baseball Stadium. Authorities recovered a unique LED camping lantern that may belong to the suspect or suspects. Investigators are asking for the public's help in identifying who might have owned or recently purchased the lantern, as well as any other information related to the fire that is estimated to have caused more than $150,000 in damages. Images of the LED camping lantern can be viewed on Madison Area Crime Stoppers' Facebook page. Those with information regarding this investigation are asked to contact the Madison Fire Department's Fire Investigation Division at 266-4488 or submit a tip to Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler like Restylane Lift is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Farming is a competitive business. You need to be tough and smart, and you need to have equipment that you can rely on, which is why farmers entrust their grain handling to Brandt products, available at Ziegler Ag Equipment, like the XR Grain Carts, featuring a high-capacity 20-inch discharge auger that unloads up to 620 bushels per minute, making unloading quick and effective. Talk to your Ziegler sales rep about the full line of augers, belts, carts, and vacs, because if you want to be number one, get yourself some worry-free performance from Brandt and lead the field. It's 3 a.m. Your home is freezing. No, it's not your furnace. It's your empty propane tank that your provider forgot to fill. Don't let this become your reality. Contact the propane experts at Insight FS. Ask them about their tank monitoring program that gives you 24-7 access to your tank levels. Insight FS also offers convenient contracting or budget billing programs. Don't get left in the cold. Let Insight FS bring the heat. Visit InsightFS.com for a propane expert near you. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. Looking to remodel your bathroom? It shouldn't be like getting a root canal. Ganser is the answer with Bath Creations by Ganser Company. Give us 80 minutes for our 80 years to make a painless decision. We are proud to introduce Bath Creations by Ganser Company. Schedule your free in-home consultation or visit our beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. Ganser, that's the answer. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. Have you heard the news? Ganser Company is your home for J.D. Power's top-ranked window and patio door manufacturer, Infinity from Marvin. You'll get 80 years of our experience to make an informed decision in 80 minutes. Schedule your free in-home consultation and get your home ready for the Wisconsin winter. Ganser has the answer. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. Ganser, that's the answer. 
tomorrow, I guess, on this day in history. Talked to Aman about it. I was at the game. I'll never forget it. I'm assuming you were there. 20 years there. ago tomorrow, uh, Ron, Dane, Ron Dane went into the record books. What do you remember about that day? What do you remember about his career? And just, you know, putting the, the exclamation point on the best career probably we'll ever see. At, at the time, you know, Iowa was down as a program. It was three years after Hayden Fry retired, something like that. And Ferenc took over a program that, for one reason or another, maybe Hayden Fry didn't take as good a care of as he had uh, in, in the past. And it, it was fun because have a buddy who's a diehard Hawkeyes fan. He was born in Iowa City before moving to Madison. And, I mean, we affectionately called him Herc because of it. It was like, oh, you're from Iowa? Herc. Boom. Got it. Um, That's how that happened. Yeah. And so, I mean, I remember after that game just being, you know, the young sophomore or actually the freshman in high school that year. Just going back and just being like, ha your team sucks. <laughs> we set the all-time NCAA rushing record against you. And uh, so, uh, and then the game day atmosphere, it, it was one of those first ones where you legitimately felt like Wisconsin fans were becoming football fans again and actually being knowledgeable. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it was a pretty amazing uh, uh, game to to be at, and I uh, like many people I've seen. I still have that the the ticket stub from that game post uh, pinned up on my wall uh, of my childhood bedroom. <laughs> nice. I'll never touch it. Well, it's, it's the shrine for a long time, right? And you know what? You know the the irony of you know what Jonathan Taylor and the career he's having, and you know it, it's going to come to an end in, in four or five weeks because we all know he's going to go to the NFL. And that you know I was talking with Amon, and obviously he was pretty good when he played. You know, just where it was never. I, I I guess I'd have to go back and think about it. I know maybe briefly after his junior year, but then there was really never much of a thought that he wasn't coming back for his senior year, right? No, I mean that was. That was a straight up. He's uh, at the time you didn't see a lot of guys just right. leaving early. I mean, for the most part, unless it was because that's also a time when running backs were getting taken in the top five almost every year, um, and now guys are getting taken outside of the top ten, so they're not guaranteed that money. They're they're staying an extra year to set records and be known as. I mean, they were staying to be known as the guy at that school. So, um, yeah, a different time, different place where, yeah, running backs were better taken care of in the NFL at that point in time. Oh, uh, the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we visit uh, visited with our Badger and Center, RJ. So let's get to, uh, to tomorrow then, um, and we'll hold your prediction up till the next segment. But, you know, we've had two weeks, RJ, to lick our wounds over Ohio State. Um, what have, I mean, what, what realization have you come to? I mean, uh, you know, we, we had this topic last Monday, you know, what's a worse feeling being apathetic. Cause I don't think anybody was really down after Ohio state and we were just out of our mind, white hot after Illinois. Now that you've had, you know, almost two weeks to process it, where, where are you at with the state of this program now? All I need to see to restore my faith is abandoning the pistol. <laughs> you can pistol. still run stuff out of the shotgun. That's fine. Uh, try getting to the outside a, a few more times and utilize 
the jet sweeps. The that's the outside. Yeah, jet sweeps. And utilize the core of receivers that you were touting uh, once you got uh, Cephas back. You were touting them as the deepest receiving core Wisconsin's had in a long time, if not ever. And you are not using them. You are not trusting the quarterback that won the job and all these people who say uh, Mertz should be in there. What makes you think they're going to trust a, a freshman over a guy who beat him out? Um, so I need to see the transformation of the offense to just let it go like we saw in in the wins as opposed to how you bottled yourself up against Illinois. It, yeah, Ohio State, yeah, sure, they they are more talented but we've seen in years past Wisconsin hang in with much more talent or more talented Ohio State teams comparatively to Wisconsin teams. The coaches schemed to keep them in the game. That game, the offensive side of the ball, we talked about it. There was no scheme to keep them in the game. They- it's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report, sitting in studio behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri News Desk, and I am joined in studio by Todd Schaller. He is the Wisconsin DNR's Chief Conservation Warden. Todd, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. I figured that it was good to have you in studio because there's so much going around with chronic wasting disease, and I know that this is the Department of Natural Resources' big thing really for the last 10, 15 years. But now especially you need the hunter's help more than ever. The big thing that I've noticed since I've gotten into Wisconsin is I just think a lot of people, including myself, maybe don't understand the science behind it and you hear all these terms and then you hear misinformation. There's stuff on social media. But coming straight from you, what do hunters need to know about CWD and how they can help you guys out this season? Sure. Um, I think the first thing is, you know, CWD has been around in the United States for 40 plus years. Um, We've had it in Wisconsin since 2002. And a, a big piece of it is CWD, chronic wasting disease, has never proven to be transferred over to human as a human health problem or issue. Um, so there's, there's not a human health risk to that um, that's been documented. And so I think from a hunter's perspective, one is we really encourage people to, to have their deer tested. Um, one is it helps them provide a little bit of uh, uh, satisfaction and understanding that the deer they harvested doesn't impact it. Um, Two, it helps us from from managers of the deer herd to know where our positives are and to know where we we do and don't have CWD. So we encourage people to have their animals tested. Um, disposal of the carcass is a big part of it. So it's it's known that um, the spinal column and things, um, if left on the landscape, can can the prions live forever? And that, that not forever, but they live for a very long period of time. <laughs> Basically forever. <laughs> yes, and uh, they can then be picked up and transferred to other deer. So we encourage people to dispose of the deer properly. Probably the best place is you know their landfills, um, their dumpsters, and those type of things. Um, those are and then baiting and feeding is a big part of CWD. Um, baiting um, encourages nose to nose contact, and you know just like. Us, if we have a cold and you know we come in contact with somebody else, that cold can transfer to them. CWD is the same thing in the wild deer population, so we try to minimize that nose to nose contact. So, a um, couple things we've, we're, we're, we're really pushing this year is we have a lot of um, uh, adopted dumpster programs, mm-hmm. so we have more and more places where people can easily dispose of their carcasses and not put them on the landscape. Now, walk me through the testing process. Say that I'm out in the woods, I shoot a deer, 
it's something that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to get the DNR involved in this, but you should. Walk me through what would happen if I did show up and have it tested. Sure. Um, first thing to do is register the deer, um, which is, is part of a legal requirement to get that piece of it done. And then you have options depending upon where you are in the state. So we have kiosks where you can simply go to a a, a non-staffed place um, locally, just say in the Madison area, our Fitchburg DNR office has a kiosk. You can go there. Um, all the instructions are there. We require you to, to document place of harvest name so we can get get a hold of you. And basically you, you cut off and provide your head as the sample. Um, there are uh, butcher shops that are available, and they'll they'll collect and do that sampling. Um, if you're in an area that d- doesn't, we don't have a, a, a big sampling area, you could probably take it to your local vet, um, and they would be able to process it and help you get that sample. So there's a lot of options. We have a great website. Um, if folks go to the DNR site and, and search on just CWD, it really lays out all those options, um, particularly for testing and disposal. And I think we've kind of already answered this question, but I I guess how important is the hunter to this process? Because they they are certainly more important than they might think they are in the process. They absolutely are. You know, the, the hunter, you know, hunters are hunters are managers of our deer population. Without the hunting public, you know, we wouldn't be able to manage our deer population and herd the way that we, we are and have been doing. So um as a hunter, I think we we all have some management responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Sampling is a piece of it. Um, following the rules is a piece of it. Registering your deer is a piece of it. Um, all of those things are are what we use then as tools to help manage the deer um, for deer health purposes and for maintaining that tradition and heritage that we have in Wisconsin. Of hunting. All right, Todd, thank you so much for that. That is Chief Conservation Warden Todd Schaller sitting in studio with me behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk. Markets are up next, and for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. It's not surprising to any of my friends in farm country, this year has been a tough year, no matter what you grow or what you produce. Thank goodness we've got our buddies at McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City in our corner. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee reminding you that you know, the staff at McFarland's have seen these challenging times before. They're ready to partner with you now to make it through the winter of 2018 into 2019. So when it comes to taking a look at your equipment, maybe there's something that's absolutely got to be upgraded, repaired, or refreshed. They can take care of you. And don't forget, McFarland's in that beautiful facility, 780 Carolina Street, can take care of it all under one roof. That's a weight off your shoulders, and they understand the difficult economic times. So if you're looking to try to replace a piece of equipment, they have a wealth of knowledge and a fantastic network. They'll go to the marketplace and try to find just what you need in the used category. Stop in. Visit with them today. They understand. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Your local FS is member-owned, and that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, You're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? 
in field after field, FS brands are out yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or high soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and high soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report. Time to take a look at how your markets are doing on a Monday. Cash corn is at three seventy-seven and a quarter. That's up two cents. New crop corn at three eighty-six and a half. That is up two and three quarters of a cent. Right now, cash beans are at nine nineteen and a half. That's down five and a half cents. New crop beans also down five and a half cents at nine thirty-one. Cash wheat is at five ten and a quarter. That's down two and a quarter. New crop wheat down three pennies at five fourteen and a quarter. And now changing gears, taking a look at your dairy markets. Butter is currently at two hundred three and three quarters of a cent. That is unchanged. Black cheddar is down five and a half. At 201 and a half. Cheddar Barrel, much like butter, is unchanged as well at 233. And as for those milk prices, right now December milk is at 1909. That is up three cents. And January 2020 milk is up four cents at 1785. Make sure to head to our Facebook page. You can find us by searching Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook as we just recently posted our final Thank a Farmer video of 2019. I talked with the Uphoff family. They are proud Wisconsin pork producers. And our Thank a Farmer videos are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance, where premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org MLB. Stand up with us. My name is Charles. I'm 38 years old. My name is Charles. I'm 38 years old. One day I had a sudden headache. I had a headache. Suddenly my arm went numb and I felt confused. My arm went tingly. I knew I was having a stroke. I didn't know what was going on. I told my wife and she dialed 911. I didn't want to miss work, so I went. The ambulance arrived just in time. I had a stroke on the bus. Because of quick response, today I'm on my way to a full recovery. Today I have partial paralysis. Seconds made all the difference. Seconds made all the difference. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You can make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is braid lost. For more information, visit PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Crowing at the crack of dawn, this is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 
Well, it's time again to talk about how our dairy checkoff dollars are being spent in the state of Wisconsin. Remember, every one of our dairy farm families is contributing off of their paycheck to make sure that you know more about Wisconsin's dairy industry, that we're constantly encouraging education, research, and, of course, promotion. And to help us tell the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin story today is one of the dairy farmers himself. Doug Rebout's in from Janesville, a dairy farmer that's been very involved with uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin through a lot of different ways, Doug. I mean, I can't uh, name how many events you guys have hosted at the farm from dairy breakfast to visitors, uh, kids, and the whole nine. Have you ever done a head count on how many people have visited your farm? Uh, no. I um, Back when we built our parlor, I know we had a guest book, and we've had people from almost every country in the world come through the farm. Yeah, that That's what it's all about, is trying to help people understand what today's dairy looks like. Now, with that being said, one program that Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, their checkoff dollars supports, is the UW Discovery Farm Program. For people that aren't familiar with the UW Discovery Farms Program, basically, it takes research from the campus, from the, the classroom setting, and takes it out to the farm and really sees if it works. Now, you've been involved with the UW Discovery Farms. How long, Doug? I think for about five years now. Mm-hmm. What intrigued you to try to get engaged with them? Well, we were approached by uh, one of the ones that worked there. And on our farm, we've always been willing to look at and you know see what we can do better, yep. what, whether it's on the dairy or in the fields or whatever. And so when they came to us and said, hey, we want to put some stations on your farm to check runoff and do all this stuff, We were all game to do that. Well, and it's all about uh, sustainability. UW Discovery Farms kind of started out initially with uh, looking at groundwater and uh, some non-point source situations that we wanted to address in Wisconsin. But now it's evolved into more of a sustainability movement, making sure that what farms are doing today will help them, serve them, protect them in the long run. So tell me a little bit about some of the things that you're doing on your farm, Doug, to, to vet some of this information. Well, we, like I said, we have two different stations in two different fields, and so we're checking the runoff in there, and so we're seeing th- the way that we do things in the field, uh, you know, your minimum till, no till, all that stuff, how that's affecting the runoff, and the nutrients that we put in there, because we look at, you know, we don't want to put stuff onto the field and then have it run off, and so we're not getting anything for our money, mm-hmm. I can't, can't afford that nowadays, yeah. and... So it's really good research to come back and look at us and see how we can improve things on our farm and on other farms. In the five years that you've been involved, have you have you learned anything? Has anything surprised you, Doug? Because I say this, people need to understand, most farm farmers know their farm very well. You know the soil type. You know where you do and don't want to spread manure. Farmers know their farms. But have you seen anything from this research that caught your attention? Well, on our farm, we do a lot of strip tilling, so very minimum till. And from the research that we've found on our farm, um, we're getting very little runoff, very little nutrient runoff. Um, But now we're starting to do things like check cover crops and stuff like that. We haven't gotten the results from that, but we're going, okay, what we're doing is good, but we can still do it better, and we're, we're looking at those different things. Again, uh, Doug Reboats down in Janesville, a dairy farmer who is also uh, not only a contributor to Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, but involved with UW Discovery Farms program at his location. So they've done uh, quite a few different programs, specifically looking at nutrients and water movement. Uh, watersheds, that's a big deal in Wisconsin. We've got a lot of different watershed projects where farmers are truly engaged. I'm not quite so familiar down in your neck of the woods, Doug. Do they have a 
watershed group here in Dane County. We've got Yahara Pride Farms, Peninsula Pride. We've got Lafayette uh, has a group. Uh, there's a lot of groups like that where farmers are trying to be the drivers of the conversations and the research. And actually, the Yahara comes down into Rock County, and we actually have a farm that's on the Yahara River. Okay. And we haven't done a lot of work with them yet, but we're, you know, we're interested in learning more and what they're doing. And yeah, these farmer-led groups are, you know, because it's our land, it's our future, it's the future of our kids and grandkids. So we want to make sure it's there. Absolutely. UW Discovery Farms also does what they call edge of edge. That's kind of taking a look at the edge of the field and trying to monitor and take care of uh, the nutrients that are there, making sure that we're respectful of other crops that might be across the way. Like we said, watershed's a big area. Tile monitoring. Discovery Farms is monitoring agricultural tile drainage. We know that's a big deal. Uh, Doug, you know how important you're on some of the most valuable ground in the state of Wisconsin. When we pay for something, a technology like tile drainage, it's all designed to help us get more off that land, but we don't want to lose those nutrients. Exactly, yeah. We want to get that water out there so we can farm and get a good crop there, but we don't want those nutrients going down with that water. And so that's where a program like that, we don't have one of those on our farm. We have talked to Discovery Farms about putting one of those on our farm because we want to see how it's affecting us. And it's different all over the state. You know What we do and how we do things down in Janesville, South Central Wisconsin, isn't the same as up in Kiwani or Marshfield or something like that. So that's why it's good to have these these stations and research plots all over the state. The other thing that you should know is the science behind Discovery Farms, UW Discovery Farms. They had a leachate study where they were basically collecting from farms like Doug's all across Wisconsin, trying to monitor the what was coming off those fields from 2012 to 2015. 550 events were sampled, so they better understand the timing and mag- magnitude of nitrogen loss, or I should say nutrient loss, uh, from things like bunker silos. Uh, they have been a part of Wisconsin agriculture since I was a kid, but we never stop and think about that silage that's sitting on a concrete pad, and it's going to get rained on, it's going to get snowed on. We're going to lose something. Where does it go? Right. And, you know, that's why we really appreciate what Discovery Farms is doing. And we love the partnership between any organizations. And yeah, so we want to look at all those things, you know, whether it's runoff from bunkers, runoff from fields, runoff from roofs or barnyards and stuff. It all needs to be looked at because in today's society, we, we need to make sure we're doing the right thing for us and for our communities. Doug Reboot in studio with us. Now, I don't want to uh, ignore the fact that you are uh, the president of the corn growers as well. Doug's been very involved in production agriculture on the farm, in his community, and on a statewide basis. When things are difficult, we were talking before we came into studio, things are challenging as far as finance, financial is concerned. A lot of farmers start second-guessing some of their commitments to these associations and organizations. When you take a look at how your dairy farmer checkoff dollars are being spent with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, you see all the programs they're involved with, all the cost share that they're involved with. What do you say to other dairy farmers that might, meh, second-guess it? And yeah, in today's you know today's times, it is tough. You look at that money, going, "Hey, I could use that money," but with you know dairy farmers of Wisconsin, corn growers, corn promotion board, all all these checkoff dollars, you know, it's very important what they do because the research that you get from them is going to come back on your farm tenfold, and so to you know take that little bit of money out of your farm and put it into these. 
is very valuable to us. Well, we think I think we sometimes forget how far it's gotten us already. I mean, we've been involved in checkoffs for how many years? And you think about the image, the reputation, the brand that Wisconsin has built through those little investments from all of our dairy farm families. You don't want to take that away now. No, you don't. And I mean, I've been seeing this for a long time. My uh, father, he used to be president of the National Dairy Board. So I got to see firsthand as I was growing up how important these things are. I mean, he worked with McDonald's to go away from the square, you know, cartons to go to the milk chugs, you know, just to try, you know, so it's not just what we're doing on the farm, but it's what we're doing with other industries too. Like we said, it's your dairy farmer dollars leveraged on behalf of uh, your product. Education, promotion, research, Doug Rebo, one of the dairy farmers from Janesville that is a contributor and one of those that's working in partnership with not only uh, UW Discovery Farms, which is endorsed and supported by dairy farmers of Wisconsin, but researchers from across the state. Like he said, it is your farm, it's your land, it's your nutrients, it's your future, and obviously farmers are very invested in making sure that they take care of it all. Doug Rebout, our guest in studio, brought to you courtesy of your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin checkoff dollars. Remember, uh, you can follow along on social media, any stream that you'd like. All you need to do is look for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and find out how your dollars are truly being spent to keep Wisconsin's reputation and image as America's dairy land intact. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The value of your tractor is only as good as the dealer support it's backed by. And at Ziegler Ag Equipment, we're behind you every acre of the way. We don't just give you a product or a service. We give you our word, and we stand behind the brands we carry. Dependable brands like Fint, Challenger, Rogator, Interrogator, Massey Ferguson, and more. For information on all our products and service offerings, work with your Ziegler Ag sales rep or visit us online at Z-I-E-G-L-E-R-Ag.com to see our inventory of new and used machinery. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit StandUpToCancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Gear up for fall with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We have everything you need to keep your animals fed and dry over the winter months, like an electric heated waterer for cattle from 